This podcast deal with New York City's demographic characteristics. I truly believe that in terms of demographics, we still don't have a deep understanding of the demographic characteristics of New York City. This is what this podcast will be dealing with. A statistical analysis of New York City's demography indicates a large and ethnically diverse population. In 2013, 37% of the city's population is recorded as being foreign-born. Since its exception, New York City has been a social experiment, attracting immigrants from all parts of the world seeking a better life. A cultural melting pot, New York City has always had an industrious population. The aim of many immigrants has been to prosper and establish a new life away from the poverty and persecution in their homelands. The largest ethnic groups are African Americans, Puerto Ricans, West Indians, Dominicans, Chinese, Germans, Italians, Irish and Russians. As a result of such ethnic diversity, there is an estimated to be 200 languages spoken within the city. According to the US census data in 2014, New York City is the most populous city in the United States with an estimated 8,491,000 people. The statistical metropolitan area includes 20.1 million people or 1 in 16 Americans. The city has a very high population density of 10,100 people per square kilometer, significantly more than the next densest US city, San Francisco. Manhattan's population density is 25,000 people per square kilometre, the highest of any county or municipality in the United States. Studying population pyramids of New York State from from 2000 to 2030, the statistics reflect the demographic changes that are occurring in many cities within more economically developed countries or MECDs. The median age of the population will increase by four years. Moreover, the number of old residents over 85 will increase by 12%, resulting in an ageing demographic. All the population groups below 50 of the age show decline, most notably between the ages of 30 and 40. Females are outliving their male counterparts in older age. Now to look at socioeconomic characteristics. Using US Census Bureau data, the New Yorker magazine mapped the median household incomes along the city's subway lines, ranging from poverty to considerable wealth. Distinct income zones appear. An inner zone between central Manhattan or Brooklyn Heights, where the rich commute by foot or public transport. A second zone, the outer boroughs, such as Jamaica, where the poor commute by public transport. And a tree-trained third zone, such as Westchester, where the rich drive. Anomalies do exist, and Manhattan is a good example, where low-income enclaves still remain. These include Chinatown and Washington Heights, which both have a higher number of immigrants, with generally lower levels of literacy. Such areas also have a high number of poorer-quality multi-unit buildings. Many of these buildings were developed in the 1950s, as part of a federal renewal program to rid U.S. cities of slums. Known as superblocks, they are often associated with lower income areas of the city, such as in the Bronx. There are some striking findings. Five counties in the New York area, including New York, Kings, Queens, Nassau and Westchester, which cover just 1,475 square kilometres, account for 5.1% of the total residential property value in America. 
The divide between socio-economic groups within New York City continues to grow. If the city is to address social sustainability, it must strive to be more equitable. In terms of cultural distributions, predictions are the total population of New York City will not only increase, but so will the ethnic distributions. Since the 17th century, immigration fueled New York City's rapid population growth. This began in the 1850s with the arrival of immigrants from Germany, Ireland, Italy and Russia. During the 20th century, immigrants arrived from a more diverse range of nations. This began in the 1850s with the arrival of immigrants from Germany, Ireland, Italy and Russia. During the 20th century, immigrants arrived from a more diverse range of nations, and the number has slowed in the past half a century. Now about 63% Hispanic, African American and Asians, the city's population by 2030 will comprise almost 80% of these three groups, as well as other Europeans. The total population by 2030 is predicted to be between 9 to 9.5 million and will be as diverse as never before. This will cause significant changes within the boroughs. Despite being a melting pot of different nationalities, the ethnic characteristics of New York City's neighbourhoods have not dramatically changed predominantly by one or another of the major race or ethnicity groups so far. When compared to the other boroughs of New York City, Staten Island's population is smaller, older and wealthier. The borough has approximately 5.5% of the city's total population, with 14.1% aged 65 and over. The average household income is $72,000, over double that of the Bronx. The population is predominantly white and is the least diverse of all the boroughs. The borough's geographical location may account for these characteristics. Compared to the other boroughs, Staten Island's isolation may have made it undesirable for newly arrived immigrants. There are fewer cultural enclaves as found in the other boroughs, and public transportation is limited. Over time, improvements in transport technology have made Staten Island more accessible to the rest of the city by ferries and bridges. More recently, ex-urbanites seeking a quieter and relaxed urban environment together with affordable housing have made Staten Island their home. The borough is recognised for its beaches and open spaces. If we were to examine the poverty levels in New York City from 2006 to 2010, it is very clear that there are large enclaves of poverty, which is relating to 41% to 81% of people living below the federal poverty level, in the Bronx in particular, and in parts of Brooklyn and Queens border. Staten Island and Manhattan have less of these small enclaves. In terms of people at 0 to 10.4%, so this is relatively low poverty levels, Staten Island definitely comes out on top in terms of having less poverty and parts of eastern Queens. Now to go through some vital statistics that you'll be able to quote in parts of your examination. In terms of age and gender characteristics, in terms of population, Manhattan, 1.6 million, Brooklyn, 2.6 million, Queens, 2.3 million, the Bronx, 1.4 million, and Staten Island, 470,000. Under the age of 18 in Manhattan is 15%, in Brooklyn, 23%, Queens, 20%, the Bronx, 26%, and Staten Island, 22%. Over the age of 65 in Manhattan is 14%, Brooklyn, 12 Queens, 134 the Bronx 11 and Staten Island 14. In terms of socioeconomic characteristics and median household income, Manhattan stands at $69,000, Brooklyn 
Brooklyn, 46,000, Queens, 57,000, the Bronx, 34,000, and Staten Island, 73,000. In terms of the ownership rate, Manhattan is at 23%, Brooklyn, 30, Queens, 44, the Bronx, 19, and Staten Island, 69. In terms of the bachelor's degree or higher of the population aged over 25%, Manhattan is at 59%, Brooklyn, 31, Queens, 30, the Bronx, 18, and Staten Island, 30. And people below the poverty level in Manhattan is 18%, Brooklyn, 23, Queens, 15, the Bronx, 30, and Staten Island, 12. Finally, in terms of cultural distributions, for foreign-born, there's 28% in Manhattan, 37 in Brooklyn, 48 in Queens, 34 in the Bronx, and 21 in Staten Island. In languages other than spoken English, 40% in Manhattan, 46 in Brooklyn, 56 in Queens, 57 in the Bronx, and 30 in Staten Island. In terms of white demographics, 65 in Manhattan, 49 in the Bronx, uh, sorry, in Brooklyn, 50 in Queens, the Bronx, 46, and Staten Island, 78. African-American, 18 in Manhattan, 35 in Brooklyn, 21 in Queens, 42 in the Bronx, and 12 in Staten Island. Asian descent, 12 in Manhattan, 12 in Brooklyn, 25 in Queens, 4 in the Bronx, and 8% in Staten Island. And Hispanic, 26% in Manhattan, 20% in Brooklyn, 28% in Queens, 50 5% in the Bronx and 18% in Staten Island. So this was New York City's demographic characteristics.